Hey, this is James H. Carr II from the Creepy Kingdom Podcast and the director of the Foolish Mortals documentary. And when I'm not making documentaries and creeping around my podcast, I'm listening to the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Hello, humans. Uh, welcome back to Mickey Dudes Podcast. This is your uh, host this week again. <laughs> Jeff, I'm on a roll here. I'm a heck of a paleontologist, if I do say so myself. This is going to be a fun show because this week, August 9th, is Haunted Mansion's 50th anniversary in Disneyland. To s- celebrate that, both coasts are actually having a lot of stuff going on. But we thought we'd have a little fun show with some Mickey dudes and some guests. Kind of do our own little celebration of Haunted Mansions. That's what we're going to do this week. Pretty exciting. Start off, welcome Tim Schweska. Welcome, Tim. Insert quip line here. I have been <laughs> defeated this last week. My apologies. <laughs> <laughs> defeated Tim. We'll go with that. I like that. You're the I like Tim. one additional passenger extra large. <laughs> Boy, that's appropriate. Aww. <laughs> the little ones are always so adorable when they're angry. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Dave Koch. He's uh, he's he's uh, hot and ready, for, coming live from Orlando. How you doing, Dave? Oh, rising moons, Jeff. <laughs> well, till the spire. Well, I should say at the end of the show. But so you got a little intro to this Galaxy's Edge. Maybe we can talk about that on another show. But oh that's boy, did I ever! Yep. That's awesome. Of course, we've got these awesome guests. So last week, unfortunately, Dan of Annie and Danny's Fast Pass podcast was not able to make it. This week, we brought them both back, Annie and Danny, otherwise known as Dan. Uh, welcome, guys. Hello again. <laughs> Yay. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Thanks for having us. We don't know our back to Ringo <laughs> well enough yet. Nanu, nanu. Perfect. <laughs> I think it's Ba'atu. Uh, ba- <laughs> There's an apostrophe. That sounds like Pandora-ish. What do they speak there? Pandora. Na- Navi. Navi. Na- Navi. Now wait, does okay. Disney own Mork and Mindy also? Because I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> they did. Well, I, I think they just have Robin Williams animatronics just in a basement somewhere. <laughs> it's ironic because I was dying to introduce you as Dan the Man Levitan from... Uh, because I don't know, I don't have enough Dan's in my. <laughs> the man with limp, damaged hair and a swarthy smile. <laughs> oh, thanks. Now I gotta watch that, Jeff. Thanks. I know it's great. It's a little Good Morning Vietnam joke um, to get us started. <laughs> nice. Anyway, so uh, it's exciting. I'm glad you guys are all here to join in the fun. So. Um, uh, I thought I'd kick it off with some crazy news and rumors. I thought we're we're not opposed to rumors around here. Who cares? It's fun to just speculate anyway. This week they announced a, a website said It's a Small World is officially going to be adding characters to the Disney World It's a Small World ride for the fiftieth. Oh boy! Exactly. Ooh. Yeah. So <laughs> yes. it, it's happening. I'm sorry. Who said this? <laughs> I'm not going to name names. Why? What? What? You have to say who said it. No, I don't. It's a rumor. uh, I said it. You're you're saying it. I'm saying it. I guess he was not doing it. (laughs) He's using code, or is that Navi? I think Dave just went into Navi language. (laughs) I can't believe this one. Like concealing the identity of a blog who reported this or something. I'll be okay. I'm not opposed to saying WDWNT. That's fine. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> easy, big boy. <laughs> oh, it just it, come on. I mean, always oh, not. Did you hear they're getting rid of Mickey? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> God, I mean, you know, if the weekly world news wasn't a tabloid enough, we got to have one of our own for our Disney community. Ugh. <sighs> I'm sorry again. I'm a horrible person. <laughs> Jeff and Jeff and Dave already know it. <laughs> you're you're the best, Tim. I'm telling you. Apparently, Tokyo Disneyland 
has already done this. It's not like any of us are uh, affluent enough to make it over there anytime soon, but they have 40 uh, Disney characters in there. So. I, don't, I don't care for it. Personally. Yeah, but I mean, have you seen like all the creepy anime and everything? They're used to creepy things walking around. <laughs> I mean, with that, that stuff don't fly here, okay? I mean, you know, like they the like huge Tony. The, the huge, you know, Homer head is good enough for me at Universal. We don't know. Yeah, no. as a matter of fact, there's a blog out there, WT, and then another letter of the alphabet, Japan. <laughs> ah. <laughs> that one and my other personal favorite one, English. Oh, yes, that is a fantastic site. Yes. Interesting. Ah, uh, yes. Well, yeah, Dan, uh, Dan, you uh, you're the West Coaster here representing. So was there? Yes. Wasn't there like some kind of? Didn't they flip out when they added like five <laughs> Pixar? Yeah, characters? people got people got really mad. Um, people are always mad about something. <laughs> um, I've I personally don't find it particularly offensive. It's not my favorite ride anyway. It, but uh, you know, it, it. I think for people who aren't purists, they don't know any different, and they. It keeps them engaged. It like it's. De I definitely have seen little kids enjoy finding the characters that they know, which I realize is not the point of the ride. But you know, what are you gonna do? I enjoy finding the characters I know when I'm in California. Yeah, and some of and them I are well done. I, I think it's weird yeah. when it's like an alien, but if it fits with the <laughs> theme, like if it's Stitch is weird, but like, uh, you know, if well, they yeah, all are why? technically in America, so aren't they all aliens? <laughs> True. Oh yes. God! I don't really? Particularly interesting looking stylistically to make a Mary Blair Disney character is not even that interesting. No, it does nothing for me. Right. Thus, it is bad, and I hate it, and no one else <laughs> should do it. The Pinocchio one is pretty, uh, pretty bland, I think. <laughs> well, because yeah. they're all puppets. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> it's the only one that makes sense. <laughs> Just hide a Pinocchio if you really want to. I think I would be more. I think I would be more angry about this if they changed the Small World dolls to dolls that are like in the Grand Fiesta tour, because those things are scary looking. Now, granted, the dolls in uh, it's Small World are freaky too, but those other ones, when you compare them, those are Small World rejects right over there, and. Aww. <laughs> you even have you even have one kid playing with marionettes, and there's faces in the crotch of the marionettes. It's it's freaky. It's all I see when I ride that ride. Well, that's all right. It's becoming oh, Coco soon, so that's cool. <laughs> well, I mean, what would you guys feel opposed? I know uh, Annie and Dan. I think are... I made my stand. Yeah, Annie and Dan's. As monk, uh, most of us are a fan of the Coco movie, and. They're going to probably pretty much, I think that's a, a going to happen. Um, I don't really want it on my Fiesta tour, but I'm not going to. Right. I don't know. I don't get upset about stuff. It's whatever. Yeah. Well, that's cool. <laughs> but no, I mean, I'm like, I'm happy with it being Caballeros. And Caballeros are sticking around. They're on Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. True. They're still, like, hanging on. Yeah, They're man. not irrelevant. They did keep them relevant, didn't they? That's well, cool. Dan loves that movie personally. Oh, as long as they honestly say, yeah. I love the movie. Yeah, Three Caballeros. Like it's too. it's an utter nightmare to watch. <laughs> oh, that's it's sarcasm. Like a, Sorry, sarcasm. It's cross. like a uh, an unbelievable bad acid trip. <laughs> Three Caballeros is pretty much all over the place. I'd have to. Oh agree. man, what a bizarre. Uh, the best way. It's, I mean, as long as they kind of updated the uh, the Grand Fiesta ride from basically something that doesn't look like a 1970s tourism video you watched in Spanish class when your teacher was hung over, I'd be okay with it. They're because that's exactly that. what it reminds me of. I mean, it's like, oh, cool. Mr. Meyer must have drank too much last night. We get to watch this again. Awesome. <laughs> so it just kind of reminds me of high school and, you know, sweating. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a small world. It's, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they're going to ramp that up. I mean, that's seems like they... I've heard the term 50 by 50, uh, so 50 attraction changes. I don't know how who keeps the tally of that stuff, but and if they have to, if they get to count all the way back to like New Fantasyland or whatever, but uh, that's their goal, so they're probably like, hey, let's just do what we've already done. Um, anyway, it sounds like we're up and down about it, but um, 
It'd be nice to keep one kind of pristine. I, maybe that's not going to happen, but mm -hmm. who knows? Hey, the next <laughs> the next one came up. This kind of hits home for me. I'll I'll uh I'll get angry on get on a soapbox for this one. But the new this is legit news. Harambe Market at Disney's Animal Kingdom. I don't know if you guys are fans or visited or whatever, but one of the cool elements of this outside eatery in Harambe Village was the feel make it feel like it really is a legit market. And basically they yanked all that stuff out, gutted it, and just put in more covered seating. This place lost me when they stopped selling chocolate animal poo. <laughs> <laughs> if I had a nickel for every time I heard that. <laughs> You'd have 15 cents? Have you, have you heard have Dave say it three times? Three, yeah, three nickels. <laughs> oh, man. I, I don't know. Anybody fans of the Harambe market? Love Harambe. It's yeah. one of the most scenic, fantastic. It's the variety. It just... You can relax if you want to have a drink. You can if you want to have a bite to eat. You can. Right. The entertainment, it's so versatile. Yeah. It is absolutely so versatile, and it's ridiculous that. You know, Wait, are you talking about the land itself or just the market? The the, the market. The, the market, yeah. The market. Yeah. It looks it looks appalling. One of the cool things when when I first we go there, I go there every every trip and just kind of hang out. But one of the cool things was the the faux market they had set up, and they kind of gutted all that out to put in more seating. Which, by the way, I've never seen it full, so I don't know where they're getting off thinking it's, they need more seating. I don't know. It, it just kind of bothered me a lot because that's my favorite land at Disney. But uh, well, don't worry. Let's just go ahead and keep those, you know, four stools and two tables at Dawa Bar. Let's not increase that. Or well, here's the thing. So Harambe Market closes at four every day. I don't know if you guys knew that. They they Which shutter it down. So my only insider knowledge on that is they they're trying to funnel people to the table service restaurants. You know, I mean, there's another reason though now. What's that? They're doing some type of Lion King event now uh, at night where you walk through and it's a hard ticket event and they have bands playing and everything every night over there and they're serving at Harambe Market. Oh, that's it then. That's yeah. you nailed it. Well, that's a shame. But I mean, Dan, uh, one of, Dan did have you ever been to the Harambe Market or, or witnessed it? Oh, yes. It? I I yes, I'm actually from Ohio, so I, I had not ever even been to Disneyland until 7 years ago. Yeah. Uh, no, I I love Harambe. I think it's I, I'm in agreement that in terms of the theming and the detail, it's like one of the best lands in all of Walt Disney World. Um, I don't really have, I mean, one of my favorite things to do kind of at Animal Kingdom is sort of putter around the shops and like not focus on the attractions. So it's kind of a bummer that there aren't, they're not focusing on those things, but right. um, I understand the reasoning. Yeah, I mean, it, it's legit one of the the freestanding areas that make me feel like Disneyland. I mean, there's so many outdoor eateries and kind of, um, you know, outdoor, uh, they focus on quick service, really good quick service. And that's what I felt like Harami Market did. It really had a lot of cool quick service options. It, I mean, it, it's just weird. I don't know. But Dave, Dave nailed it. He, they're getting ready for a <laughs> an upcharge event. Big surprise. <laughs> they're actually already doing it. Yeah, cool. How much is it? Do you I know? think they're doing another one. Okay. Hold on. Uh, I just had a conversation uh, with some other friends about this today. Just to make everybody guess the price. Now <clears throat> <laughs> how that works on. That's podcasts. later on. You're, you're... Yeah, actually, actually take a take a guess because we did look it up. What do you get? Mm, do you get yeah, this is good. I usually go in knowing the price. <laughs> what do you what we what do you get? Dave? Okay, so it is. Uh, it is Disney Animal Kingdom Circle of Flavors food tour. <laughs> and wow. Yeah. Somebody got somebody so got paid to write that. Okay, yes. Yeah. Circle of flavors, sure. Go with that. <laughs> so let's see what you get. Uh, it's a three hour event, unlimited alcohol and food. Oh. A meet and okay. greet with Rafiki and Timon and desserts. And okay. it is $125 a pop. Wow. I was going to guess 149 And apparently there's a uh, YouTube video out there. Let's see who put it up. Uh, I'm pulling it up now because it was in a group chat. It was actually done by the Tim Tracker. 
And yeah. it's uh, is the Disney Animal Kingdom Circle of Flavors food tour worth the price? Our full experience. So Tim and Jen obviously did it. So <laughs> I thought it was back in um, Rafiki's, though. I think you. I at one point yes, but I, well, unless this is something different, because I've been seeing them. I've been. Now that I'm a Florida local, there are nights where I have nothing to do around twilight, so I like to pop into Animal Kingdom at 7 o'clock at night and just ride Kilimanjaro because the lions are active. Gotcha. And every time I walk out, there's always been this event going on. There's a band playing, and there's cast members outside the Harambe, uh, Harambe uh, market, and there's like the rope up, and... Even if you like take a couple of steps and you're standing there listening to the band, they try to they try to herd you away. Oh, gotcha. And people have to show people show like show things on their phone or they uh, come up and they check in with somebody and they and they they're let in. So I was just assuming that it was moved there, unless that's something else that's going on now. Okay, cool. I guess Dan got it. 149. He. Uh... <laughs> I bid a dollar, so I don't. I, I bid. I went over. No, I think you won if you bid a dollar because it was 125. <laughs> Yeah, it's 125. Yeah, oh, cool. It's you <laughs> <laughs> it's, well, uh, so Annie had a good point. I do have a little guess that price thing. If if you guys have seen this on some blog in the last two days, then fine. You can you can pretend you didn't see it. So the, uh, Disney just released a limited edition of 5,000 silver minted Mickey Disney dollar. Uh, I don't know if you saw anything about this. It's at Art of Disney. It's signed by Mickey Mouse and Scrooge McDuck <laughs> as the treasurer. So uh, it, I guess oh. this is legit. Uh, so I don't know if you guys got a guess for how much this baby costs. A silver, silver, silver Mickey dollar. Silver Mickey uh, dollar. A silver itchy and scratchy buck. I'm going to go ahead and go at least 550 Okay. What's the say? Go ahead, Annie. I'm gonna think on this. <laughs> I have to go next. Uh, um, I don't know. Limited three three hundred. Yeah, I, I think three twenty five. I'm gonna say five fifty. Well, uh, you guys are in luck. It's a bargain. It's one hundred and fifty dollars. So. Oh, yeah, I'm getting okay. three. You know, that's that's still one hundred and forty nine. Too many. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wonder if you could use it, like walk up and use it for a dollar. You know Limited edition five thousand is useless. Any edition over like a thousand is useless, and even a thousand is a little bit useless. Really? I Who feel like limited, limited edition editions. five thousand. You think five thousand people want to buy a minted Mickey dollar anyway? Probably. Not. I feel like a limited edition kills a collection because if you don't get that limited edition, there goes your collection. There's no reason to buy anything anymore. Yeah, but just creates 5, a secondary market. Get it. Mm-hmm. You, you think these kind of things are just kind of a little toe in the water to see if there's interest? I mean, of course. You know what I'm saying? Like the next one will be gold, and then there'll be a platinum one, and mm. <laughs> an obtainium in sold in Pandora. Dang it! <laughs> anyway, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I'm I'm probably gonna get it, so you guys can just stick it. So, anyway. <laughs> well, just make sure you make a couple of copies, like. We'll- <laughs> Spread it around. Damn. What? What? <laughs> I love it. I'm all about the bootlegs. You can't encourage <laughs> illegal activity on other people's podcasts. I've been selling counterfeit pins on eBay for like a year now. <laughs> Limited edition one of one. Nice. <laughs> oh man, uh, I'm gonna end on this this little news item. I don't know if you heard about the the new Imagineering in a Box show or YouTube channel or whatever uh, by Disney on sponsored by well done by Khan Academy online. It looks pretty interesting. I was kind of reading about it today, and it looked like step one is you put a hole in the box. Cut a hole in the box. <laughs> oh jeez. I was just about to ask this. I'm like, so what do they have in the box? If this was uh... our podcast, this would be the opening song now. <laughs> Uh, we all went there. It was that was fun. But, what uh, um is this YouTube? Yeah. Videos. Yeah, you can watch. I did it. hear about this. <laughs> cool. Since you're since you're broke, this will be totally right up your hit. alley. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say. I mean, with this whole thing in a box, are you sure it's YouTube instead of the initials? <laughs> instead of the initials PH. <laughs> <laughs> no, Maybe it's like a I'm David Fincher sure. movie. I, I was going to say, stop throwing your acid, Tim. 
<laughs> I, I couldn't I couldn't help it, but I mean uh, I noticed you know the single guy laughed a lot when I said that. <laughs> he knew what I was talking about. <laughs> I'm so glad I have no idea what you're talking about. It's yeah, just... it looks pretty cool. I mean, uh, I watched uh, one of them today. It, I mean, it's cute. Uh, maybe it'll inspire some kids. Who knows? And now a word from our sponsors. Whether it's the first sip of French roast at your Disney resort or the grand finale of a signature dining experience at a restaurant like Le Cellier, Chico, or the California Grill, Joffrey's coffees make Disney memories more magical. Why not savor that Disney vacation just a little bit longer while enjoying a cup of Joffrey's in the comfort of your own home? Visit Joffrey's, the official coffee and tea company of Disney, online today at joffreys.com. Joffrey's Coffee and Tea, a flavor for every Disney memory. Who has the largest selections of DVC resale listings and is the number one DVC reseller in the world? Who has 90% of their listings sell within 30 days with no upfront fees? Who has 95 years of combined Disney Vacation Club experience and has been selling DVC since 1993? Who has over $360 million in sales of DVC? The answer, my friends, is the same for every single question. It's DVC Resale Market. If you're in the market for buying Disney Vacation Club or have any questions about DVC, then look no further than DVC Resale Market. Nick, Kevin, and the whole team will do their very best to get you exactly what you need and answer any questions that you might have. Take a look at their website for some great information, their latest listings, or just some FAQs. We would like to thank DVC Resale Market for being part of our team. And now it's your turn. Let them be part of your team when buying DVC. Check them out at DVCResaleMarket.com. So now it's time to talk about the Haunted Mansion's 50th. So August 9th, like I said previously, uh, it's it's all going down in uh, Disneyland. Uh, officially, it opened August 9th, 1969. Disney's not going to miss out on any kind of merchandise <laughs> opportunity. So Ma- Magic Kingdom Disney World is also celebrating this. So there's quite a bit of cool uh, merchandise available, and I was pretty excited about this. This kind of carries over. The one thing that I'll probably never be able to get, but maybe I might try. I, I go in a few weeks, but this there's a death certificate you can have made out. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw this. It was pretty freaking cool. The other thing was a Madame Leota Funko Pop. It looks adorable. Is it just the head and a ball? Yeah, it is. Is it really? Yeah. Head and a ball. I was joking. I really want that. I know. It's pretty freaking cool. Any but, parked Funko Pop is always awesome. I agree. I just got the orange bird one, and it's all sparkly. Yeah, I mean, have you guys... <laughs> that was a great beat. It just it. Dropped that's it the like end of the podcast. Dropped it like it's hot. <laughs> Did you guys... Have you guys ever stood any of those Funko Pop uh, in park? I have, unfortunately. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. The, the ironic thing is, everybody gets there right... Like, lined it up before the park opens, yada, yada, yada. And I guess Disney has them trained. I'll stroll in like at lunch, and there'll be no line, and still pl- tons of availability. I don't, I don't know what the what's up with that, but anyway, it's, it's a limited time. edition, a million. <laughs> right, <laughs> and and then you can buy it on the the on online the app, website. Yeah, yeah. this death certificate is pretty cool. Um, anyway, you can have it made out to you, and uh, you know, frame it or whatever. Uh, it's pretty wild. You know how it goes. It's very macabre. What I wanted to do is do this a little three-segment thing for Haunted Mansion. We're going to start out. Uh, what I want to do first is maybe you guys go around the table or uh, airwaves and come up with your own, your favorite Haunted Mansion memory. I can start while you guys kind of dwindle on the subject. I, I love this memory. It was. It goes back, I think, I was trying to think about when it started. It was probably about when, well, 17 years ago. Uh, I'd been on the Haunted Mansion before a few times, and we had invited my older sister and her family. So I'm not condoning this. Doing <laughs> illegal things on Haunted Mansion in your story. You guys not- better make me last because I have to think of a new one then. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
you're familiar with the doom buggies and how it's an omni mover and it rotates left and right and whatever throughout the ride if you sit on the right side of the doom buggy and make sure you're the person is that's behind you is on the left side of the doom buggy when they go to rotate around madame leota's head if you have a long enough arm like I do, you can literally reach you over and grab the, the person. Other person. Yeah, stab them or, you know, inappropriately touch the other person. Is that yeah. what you mean by you can get a death certificate? <laughs> yes. Are you going to kill someone on the ride? I'm going to make it a thousand is what I'm going for at this point. <laughs> My sister had never ridden it, so I planned this out. And uh, she's jumpy, let's just say it, that, put it mildly. You know, when you've never ridden the ride and you start out with the, the kind of the macabre, scary stuff at the beginning, and you don't know what to expect, and then <laughs> we do this turn and I reach over and grab her arm. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'll never forget the scream. It was, it was, uh, it was awesome. <laughs> so that's, I pulled... that's also because you're like six foot fifteen, Jeff. <laughs> you can scratch the top of your feet without bending over. Like. <laughs> True. I, some of us who have to stand on rush kick to, to kick a duck in the butt can't do that. So, I mean, bravo. <laughs> good on you, but nice. let's not assume everyone can do this. Good point. Good point. But that make was sure my... that if you're on Twitter and you're very tall, you have to mention that you're tall regularly. <laughs> very I important. think I'm going to tweet that right now, I think. Is there um, something funny about the way I drive my automobile? <laughs> <laughs> Is my yeah. appearance Does comical to you, young about... man? <laughs> we all have to have an auto even the very tall <laughs> my apologies anytime something like this happens Dave and I kind of turn this into a quasi Simpsons podcast apologies <laughs> every time alright I started this is now true. Wow. now pick up uh, Tim what do you think what's your favorite memory from Haunted Mansion my, my favorite memory I think was it was the first time I'd actually gone to the Disney parks with my wife. Uh, we had been dating for about maybe two years, and uh, I grew up going to Disney. Uh, my first trip was in 82, and we uh, we shared a timeshare with a bunch of other uh, police officers down in Indian Rocks Beach. So my folks, we'd always go down there, and I'd get to, you know, my, my little consolation prize was I'd get to hang out in Disney for uh, for a day instead of just hanging out on the beach, which to me was a win-win. The whole thing was a, a great time. But uh, I wasn't sure what my wife had thought, so I kind of felt her out and was like, well, what would you think about maybe taking a trip to Disney? And she exploded. Uh, she was, yes, absolutely, let's do this. Well, in planning the trip, I find out that her favorite ride of all time is Haunted Mansion. And being in line with her for the, it was, I believe, almost a decade between visits for her. And seeing her reaction of, I mean, being able to see for the first time, at least with my eyes, watching her go through the line, experience the ride, you know, hearing the pre-show, going in, seeing Madame Leota, seeing, you know, seeing the, uh, the swinging wake, it was, uh, to me, it was, we, we don't have kids. So that was almost the closest I could see something through a child's eyes. So uh, she definitely looks at that with a lot of whimsy and wonder. And the reason being is my wife is a twisted individual. Uh, so <laughs> that is her you, favorite. so we, we get that. Oh, 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 absolutely. I mean, <laughs> but she, uh, she, it's her favorite ride. And being able to watch her experience that was... It was really something else, especially after a hiatus as long as that. She, uh, as a matter of fact, I think it was even over a decade. It was when she graduated uh, from eighth grade, so it would have been late 80s. And our first trip together was 2002. So Nice. That was awesome. It, I mean, I'm sure every time you go, you, you do like we do and have to. That's kind of like our moniker thing to do. I think it won the Mickey Dude Attraction Bracket Challenge, didn't it? Yes, it did. Yeah. It did. Cool. All right, Annie, you ready? So mine is just like a little silly thing. I don't have like some big emotional memory. I didn't mean that to sound so snarky, sorry. Anyway. Wow. Um, we are my... guests. <laughs> so my friend <laughs> and I went. Podcast. 
we went, uh, I can't remember if we were like 18 or 19. It was one of our first trips as like, you know, just adults, quote unquote adults by ourselves. So I was like too cool for school in the stretching room because I knew that I could lean against the wall. I knew I didn't need to step away from the wall because I knew how it worked, which was more impressive back then because you had to like actually actively seek out that information. Everybody in the world didn't know. Anyway, I was being super cool leaning against the wall because I knew I didn't need to step in. And the cast member came up next to me like a creep in character and scared the bejeebus out of me. (laughs) And my friend made fun of me forever for being too cool and leaning against the wall. And then all of a sudden this guy appeared next to me and was like, move away from the wall right in my ear. And it scared me so much. So anyway, that's my fun little... I like oh. the little story because it's one of the... It's like a fun cast member story. I like cast member magic. Back right, when the cast I'm... members cared about that, right? Say what? Nothing. Nothing. Oh, nothing. Playback. Well, Do not snark on my story. Because I'm the host, I get to add on to that story. So one of my favorite things to do uh, is scare our kids in the stretching room. They're so used to it, and they're so jumpy that it's it's just low-hanging fruit for me at this point. But I've told people this story. My favorite way to scare them now, or anybody I go with, to be honest with you, uh, is <laughs> when the lights uh, go off and you see the guy hanging at the top, I get on my knees. Stab them. I stab them in the back, <laughs> and then there's a thousand. No, I get on my knees because I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm tall. They should uh, tweet about that. <laughs> and then they're looking everywhere. They cannot see me because your eyes haven't adjusted, and they think I'm like somewhere getting ready to like grab them and like you know take Which them into the are. night. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, um, Dave. Let's hear yours. All right. Well, this um, attraction has a soft spot in my heart because it was the first ever attraction in the Magic Kingdom I ever rode. And then I came right out of it and just right from in front of it saw the Main Street Electrical Parade for the first time. Holy cow. So I have a um, love for this attraction like no other attraction in Walt Disney World. Uh, that on its own should stand alone. But uh, my fondest memory was taking the Marceline to Magic Kingdom tour because uh, one of the things that they do on that tour, first they backdoor you onto the ride. And they ask you, how many ghosts do you see in the um, ballroom? And uh, spoiler alert, the answer is zero because everybody's counting and they explain what Pepper's ghost is. And then they take you into the bowels of the Haunted Mansion by going by, going behind the scenes. And you actually get to stand in the room with all of the animatronics to the, uh, to the swinging wake. And there's a line that you can go up to to look at them, but you can't cross that other line because there'll be no, there'll no longer be 999 ghosts in that mansion. You'll be the one that there's room for one more. <laughs> nice. That's still a bucket list for me. I, ever since you've told me about that tour, it sounds so freaking cool. Oh man. Speaking wait. of speaking of really cool stuff, we should check out our friends over at Upset. Upsets Apparel. They have some really great Haunted Mansion shirts. Do they? That's cool. Yeah. Awesome. Give them a was that, a, give them was that a an off-the-cuff ad? Yes, that was. Amazing. It, no, it was on the cuff, really well I think. Done. Pretty sure it was on the cuff. Mm-hmm. Very slick. Thank you. Um, cool. Uh, last but not least, Dan. We don't have sponsors on our podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a little disappointed. we going to do fake commercials. Yeah, we had a whole episode. we had a whole like list of fake commercials we were gonna write. Remember when we used to say we're gonna do things and not do them? We don't even do that anymore. Remember when we used to talk about recording every week? And... <laughs> anyway, all right, Dan. Um, I was really I'm a little disappointed that Dave brought up Pepper's Ghost because I was gonna bring that up later. Um, I still may, but um, so do here, it. I will. I'm gonna talk about it. Okay, so. Um, Listeners of our show know sort of that I I don't like thrill rides. Um, when I grew up, I grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio, which is really close to Kings Island. 
Uh, Kings Island is kind of known to be a thrill park. It's got roller coasters. I don't like roller coasters. Generally speaking, as a kid, I was um, <laughs> definitely a scaredy kid. Are you laughing already? Kings uh, Island yeah. is badass. Kings Island is amazing. Well, Just not for people who don't morning. like roller coasters. <laughs> that was, I agree. That it I was agree. A, uh, a waking terror for me. Um, so when I was 13. Waking terror. Yeah. I mean, there's a bumper cars, there's old fashioned cars. Listen, I don't want to overstate this. I I don't want to be, let me not, I'm not going to be too dramatic, but um, it was a living nightmare for me. So, (laughs) Skyline Chili, that's kind of an adventure. (laughs) A delicious adventure. Mm, Yes. Um, So, anyway, uh, the first time I went to Disney World, I was 13, and I was very skeptical of any ride because I didn't want to be scared on the ride. So, of course, the very first thing that I was avoiding was the Haunted Mansion because I just don't like to be scared. I don't like scary movies. Um, I have an overactive imagination. But I remember riding it and really enjoying it, and it kind of opened up the idea that Disney was doing something different than other parks. It was telling a story. It wasn't just about cheap thrills or cheap scares. It was uh, creative and it was artistic and um, it, it really kind of opened the the world of Disney to me in that moment. And that's kind of, I think, really one of the things that made me love Disney World so much. So that's my Walt Disney World memory or Magic King or Haunted Mansion memory. That's awesome. Yeah, that I mean, it's, it's definitely it's definitely special to all of us. I mean, like I said, there's not a trip that goes by. I'm not getting on Haunted Mansion. So it's it's really cool. The next round, I, I want to touch on stuff that you guys think is kind of the top detail or specific thing on the ride that you always think of when you go there because Haunted Mansion was designed by two different Imagineers I'm not going to say their names because I always forget names but basically one came up with the macabre story that's the first half and the other one came up with the whimsical and they presented their ideas to Walt Disney and he says you know (laughs) Why don't we do both? And so they merged both. Uh, so they went with macabre and, and whimsical. Wasn't it uh, Mark Davis and Claude Coates? You nailed it. Mark Davis and Claude Coates. So anyway, I'm going to start with uh, you, Annie. What do you, what do you think is like the thing that, that quintessential Haunted Mansion for you? I don't know. That's like a hard question for me, honestly. It is hard. <laughs> because the whole thing is, you know what I mean? It's <laughs> right. like I watched Men in Black recently, and the entire time I was watching it, I was like, this whole movie, like every scene is memorable and quotable, and every line is great. I feel the same way about Haunted Mansion. Like, it's hard to pick something. Right. But, like, I don't know. There's nothing like coming down out of the window into that big graveyard scene. I mean, I don't, I don't know. If I have to pick something that I think is my favorite part of it, it's that yeah that's cool now that's a cool so image. i'm gonna say that <laughs> i like it that'll work uh what do you think tim quite honestly i think it's the soundtrack um yeah. the uh, the one thing i've always seen with disney is the uh the best rides they have of uh, they have the perfect uh you know the perfect score the perfect you know script the uh you know just the uh the perfect type of music to go along with it and the way everything flows so well from the pre-show, you know, into, you know, into the doom buggies, introducing, you know, the, the mansion itself, going into the swinging wake, you know, like Annie said, dropping down to the graveyard, hearing, you know, hearing grim grinning ghosts start, you know, being, you know, being busted out. It's, it just, everything just flows so well. The ride, uh, the ride itself, you know, the attraction is it's it's a pretty decently uh, pretty decently long ride, but it it feels like it just goes so quick because it flows so easily from one place to the next. There's really not a sticking point, unless of course the track stops and you are literally stuck, uh, which sometimes <laughs> happens more often than not, depending on what's going on. Uh, but but does it, anyone ever really mind when that happens? <laughs> well, it kind of freaks me out, so I close my eyes and I try to hide but then there's a scary spook (laughs) sitting by my side (laughs) a swinging spook sorry but I mean just uh, to me to me the music because it it ties the whole attraction together you know it's it's uh 
It's the veritable dude's rug of the Haunted Mansion. Absolutely. All right. Uh, what do you think, Dan? What's uh, what's something memorable for you? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that uh, Thor Ravenscroft is just such a great addition to that ride, but I'm going to go with the very end when the ghost follows you home. Um, it's such a sort of a funny cap to the experience, and um, being the, having been there with little kids, they love that part, and uh, I just think it's a really fun little kind of capper on the ride. Can I throw a little tidbit to that one? Sure. Please. All right, so I have uh, some cast member friends who uh, were uh, best friends with some of the gravediggers on that ride. And um, they used to say on the, on the morning when they would start operations, always one cast member would have to uh, ride the ride to test it out. And the way they knew they would have a good, how they would have a good day is if they got the small little guy with the, the prisoner guy with the beard when they went through with the mirrors, if it was, uh, if they got the, uh, the chubby guy, uh, it was going to be one of those days where it was just going to be a very playful prank, pranking type day. And if they got the really tall phantom who, uh, Jeff is probably as tall as it was just going to be a really bad day at work. <laughs> oh, superstition. Yeah. <laughs> Have you tweeted almost... about your height recently? <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like uh, saying goodnight to uh, the ghost in uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Otherwise, it breaks or something the next is day. Harold? I think Charlie or something. We talked about that once. I can't remember. Harold is the uh, Yeti on the Matterhorn. Oh, you know, you're right. Go ahead, uh, Dave. All right. For me, it's got to be Constance. Yeah. Because every time I pass her, I always laugh. I'm like... How does Disney actually let this be and still be? And yet she can be there, but they had to change they had to change the whole scene in Pirates. Constance can still be in the mansion and the guy literally hanging from the rafters by his neck can be there. It was like I, I laugh every time of well, where does Disney draw the line? Yeah. Not that I want, not that I wanted to go. I really don't want her to go. I just, it just, it's one of those things that just boggles the mind and just makes me smile every time. Right, it does. It's pretty cool. Because that hasn't hit Twitter or Tumblr yet. That's why. Gotcha. <laughs> when everybody gets out their virtual torches and pitchforks, I'm sure there'll be a change made. <laughs> well, hopefully they don't go too PC with this. But uh... oh, I'm. I hope not, because honestly, I mean, when the biggest problem in your life is an attraction at Disney, you're living pretty damn good. <clears throat> right. <laughs> well, I'm going to end with uh, mine is uh, the caretaker for sure. So uh, as you transition from um, the macabre to the to the uh, whimsical section, you're greeted by the caretaker animatronic and his shaking dog. Mark Davis is kind of like my bay. I think I say that on my Twitter feed uh, title. Anyway, so Mark Davis created uh, a lot of these whimsical characters and a lot of the things we love about Disney, and this is one of them that he created. Funny story, he often would create these characters based on, uh, just like any artist, usually they like to have a, uh, a real-life uh, model to, to make work off of. He liked to use people in his life that he knew, whether it be on his street or wherever, I always look at this dude and think, I wonder if this is like his next door neighbor. And then every time the guy gets on the, the ride, he sees himself <laughs> transitioning in Haunted Mansion. Anyway, I thought that would be hilarious. But that's mine. So we'll round it out with, um, I thought, I like to finish with kind of like lesser known items or Easter eggs or whatever you want to call it. Disney enthusiasts <laughs> listen to those podcasts. They're not going to be like surprised by us. These are just things that we, we often Five notice. Five things you never knew. Exactly. That's what you have to call it so people click on it. Oh, I got to click on it. Things I never knew. Things you never knew. Well, I have to Haunted say top Mansion 10 then, the top 10 things you never knew, but we're just going to do uh, five. I, <laughs> the funny thing is I titled this item things that lesser known th items that most normies didn't notice. So obviously we're just going to pretend it's people who have never ridden the ride before. Anyway, uh, Annie, you spoke up first, so I'm, you're, going, you're going first. Okay. 
<laughs> well, I'll tell you, I'm going to share just a little hashtag fun fact um, about Kings Island, actually, but it relates to Haunted Mansion. We had a dark ride at Kings Island in the early 90s called Phantom Theater that was a Haunted Mansion ripoff, basically, dune buggies and everything. It's our, like, Boo Blasters now, which is why our Boo Blasters is an Omni movie with dune buggies. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, it was the same. It was kind of a ripoff of the story, but it also had its own story. But it had the whole Pepper's Ghost ballroom scene. It had wow. like all the gags and that kind of stuff. It had it was a really like elaborate, strange ride for a regional theme park to have, like dark ride wise. Um, but they kind of. Viacom, yeah, anyway, I won't get into the whole story about <laughs> how it eventually found a disrepair, but it's kind of interesting little story. I've talked about it on the Creepy Kingdom podcast, but um, yeah, so it was weird. For, like, Haunted Mansion has always been kind of a weird thing for me because as a kid, I rode that ride, like, all the time when I was young. So <laughs> it was strange. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I mean, that's kind of bizarre. It, was there any... Uh, like exact ripoffs, uh, like did they have a caretaker and? <laughs> no, like it had its own story about this sort of like phantom guy who used to have the theater and they all I don't know like it had a bunch of different characters that would come up and but it had the same kind of gags with like the doors with people like coming from behind the doors. It had the busts and like just any. Basically, it ripped off the gags and the Omnimover system, and then it kind of added its own little story with the Phantom. Yeah, but and it had the same thing too as you're exiting. It has him like laughing and saying, "You'll be back." Like it, it copies so much from it. <laughs> on a side note to that, there's a really cheap ride on Coney Island that uh, when you go past it, it's supposed to be a haunted house, and outside they're playing the uh, Grim Grinning Ghost theme. I'm like, how is this possible? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Phantom just Theater, you can find it on YouTube if uh, if anyone's like that sounds interesting. You can oh, definitely, definitely find more information it about it. Nice. I I remember not remembering, not realizing that people could copy ideas. When I first went to Disney World and Haunted Mansion was there, I was like, "This is exactly like Phantom Theater." <laughs> and I, it's so it so strange to me that it wouldn't just there wouldn't just be completely original ideas out there in the world. <laughs> you thought Disney was ripping off the the little guy? <laughs> no, I thought the King. I definitely knew that Kings Island was ripping off Disney, but I I didn't really even think that ripping thing like rides off was even a thing that would ever happen. Right. Or sampling in music. I never thought. Yeah, that exactly. Or Katy Perry. <laughs> I was very spoiled by Kings Island as a kid, and I didn't realize it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys had it pretty sweet being that close to a uh, theme park, though. All right. Well, I mean, uh, they don't have a dark ride of that kind of quality that fan theater was anymore. I mean, oh, Boo Blasters is not a, <laughs> that the, the same ride quality. That's just a ripoff of Buzz Lightyear, though, so. Ish. Carrying the torch. I have a they master keep blaster, going. though, for the record. <laughs> Tim, what do you got? Um. <clears throat> I uh, just just attack on to what Annie said. I do remember actually writing that, uh, the Phantom Theater, yeah, and awesome. oh, we we got off of it, and my old man just looks at me and he says, "So I guess they couldn't afford uh, the Haunted Mansion or Scooby Doo, <laughs> so they just put it on layaway and just went with what they had." <laughs> <laughs> and and I and believe me, I, I don't say that bashing Kings Kings Island. My uh, my visits to uh, Kings Island and the beach were fantastic i always love them uh the vortex and the beast still hold a special place in my heart so. <laughs> <clears throat> um, yeah, the, the beast is my jam oh it's <laughs> one of the best if not the best wooden roller coaster in the country easily the giant might challenge that but go ahead i'm listening <laughs> i if that's the case uh when i go when i go to the craft brewers conference next year i will definitely be writing that jeff all right. So, uh, I, to me, what I uh, kind of the lesser known things I like, some of the some of the voices that I mean, you, that maybe you don't know what they might also be associated with. 
Um, the pre-show, a lot of people don't know the uh, <clears throat> the voice for the pre-show. He uh, he also actually voices Ludwig von Drake. So listening to the pre-show and hearing you know hearing this voice trying to be so spooky and creepy. All that keeps running through my head is like the prism song of like green, red, green, red, green, blue, blue from Ludwig von Drake. That is, I just laugh like an idiot every time when I'm in there listening to that. And then when you go into uh, Madame Leota's room of, you know, seeing, uh, seeing Leota Tombs, uh, the Imagineer's face on there, but with it being voiced with the same lady who did Lady Tremaine and Maleficent. You love seeing those Disney ties back to other things. And then when you go down to the graveyard scene, uh, one of the busts was the gentleman who voiced Tony the Tiger and also sang You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. So just the, especially, I mean, with voice actors, before the celebrities all went and took the good jobs and decided yeah. they needed to voice everything instead of us finding you know, fun talents. Oh, good. Point. <clears throat> you know, instead of because I mean, after all, we need you know we need to hear Kevin Hart as a dog, or you know, <laughs> or Joel Siegel as a deer. He and who the hell knows who movie, Joel Siegel? Well, what whatever he is, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? There's 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 a saying I like to use. It's called dilly gaff. I'm not going to bother to. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to bother to recite out the entire mnemonic on that. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> It's uh, it just it's neat to kind of go through there and see kind of the who's who of the voice actors, uh, right. just kind of the star power that Disney was able to pull from everywhere, and these people who wanted to be a part of the attraction, who were honored to be a part of the attraction, uh, and also just when you not not voice related, but when you slip out and uh, just off to the left, uh, when you exit is the pet cemetery, and a little homage to Mr. Toad up in the pet cemetery, a little toad statue. And funny enough, that was actually designed by the daughter uh, of Leota Tombs, who is also an Imagineer. Nice. Just my, uh, as usual, it's something that has to do with just nerdery. So, yeah, I dig it. You're the king nerd. <laughs> hey, what's uh, what about you, Dave? All right, well, I'm going back to the attic. Come back. Oh, I mean, because oh, the air conditioner's broken again, or no, no, no. I'm going. I'm going back to Constance. Oh, okay, cool. He got unchained so, from the radiator. That's why he's going back to the attic. Again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not Hugo. All right. Well, with that said, uh, <laughs> with that said, now you pass all of the pictures of Constance on her wedding day with each of her men. And their heads mysteriously disappear. Well, everybody, when they pass Constance and they're about to fall out of the out of the window into the uh, graveyard, everybody's eyes are on Constance to the left. But if you look over to the right, there is a mysterious hat rack with a whole bunch of hats on them, all covered in spider webs. And what's what is piled next to that uh, hat rack? Hat boxes. Hat. So they don't have hats in them. What do you think are in those boxes? Shoes. Um, silver heads, Mickey dollars? <laughs> Mickey dollars. She got it. Heads? Well, think about it because all the so heads. Dis- yeah, all the heads disappear as you pass, as you pass the pictures. So. All of the, her men's and all of those men are wearing hats. When you pass that hat rack, all of those grooms' hats are on that hat rack, and next to the is a is five stacked hat boxes. Nice. And that's actually. Yep. <laughs> People don't realize that, but that's part of the backstory, and that's actually one of the whole ideas of the hat box ghost, because that was supposed to be. Because where the Hatbox Ghost stands, if you're in Ride the Disneyland one, the Hatbox Ghost is right outside the window before you, as you turn, before you turn around to fall backwards into the mansion, you have the Hatbox Ghost where his head comes off and it's in the Hatbox. The whole idea of that was that he was one of Constance, uh, 
many uh, husbands on top of that. So nice. They people don't realize that, but the hat boxes. Why would there be hat boxes with all of the hats next to a hat rack? A hat rack with all the hats on them. Those guys' heads have to be in those boxes. Stank. All right, Dan, what's yours? Well, I was going to talk about Pepper's Ghost because Pepper's Ghost is a famous stage illusion um, that they use a lot in uh, the Haunted Mansion. It's one of the first theme park rides to include that effect. It's ever. It's since then been uh, incorporated in Tower of Terror. Um, some of the Harry Potter rides are still using it. So even though it's it's an effect that dates back to the 1800s. Um, it's still being used practically in a lot of modern applications. Um, I wasn't going to talk about that, but I also found this other fact that I thought was pretty interesting that um, originally there was a brief time that um, Claude Coates, one of the um, creators of the Haunted Mansion, uh, wanted it to be a water ride, a dark, a, like a dark water ride where it would float through the ruins of an old plantation um, submerged in the louisiana bayou i thought that cool. sounded pretty That's cool a way yeah. scarier <laughs> way yeah. scarier yeah, yeah a lot of mosquitoes though well i think that he was the one that wanted it to be darker and scarier yeah okay that makes sense yeah so th- those are my those are my facts oh that's awesome i love it i wasn't gonna go so far as as uh some really cool um thing Mine was going to be, it's always hard to, to get make sure your eyes are adjusted, so watching it at, uh, at night is always 10 times better. I think we all can agree with that. When you get into the graveyard scene, there's a lot more details that pop. One of the things that I swear to you, I missed it probably on the first 50 rides I ever rode, but in the back scene, I know you, this isn't a surprise to any of you guys because you guys are experts, but there is a scene where there's a revolving um, uh, ghost on bikes, and it's, it's almost like you're looking at all the close stuff. You don't look way back in the back, and there's these uh, just revolving bikes like they're all riding this their bikes around in a circle. I always, I mean, I always have, seem like I have to point that out to people, but it's pretty cool. You see it, it easier if your eyes are adjusted. But anyway, that's all I got. Uh, this was a blast, guys. I'm glad you guys were able to come on and talk about this for this uh, awesome anniversary. Oh, can I add one more tidbit? Sure. I'm going to chuck it and just uh, cheat. So in the queue... Uh, you know where there's the bust, the the bust at the queue, uh, like there's I, the twins. The I think uh, it, hold on, I, I think it's pronounced Quewe. Quewe. Uh, yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Gotcha. Quewe. Yes. Yep. Well, so as you're going into the graveyard, there's a whole bunch of bust out there, and people don't realize, but that's actually a game because that entire family killed each other. They're going after inheritance, and there are clues. It starts with one. It starts with one person, and there are clues on each uh, on the bottom of each uh, monument that will tell you who killed that person. And then the last one over there, how that person ended up committing their crime. There's a little homage to that person at the end of the ride when you're about to go into the mirrors and you see the hitchhiking ghost. All the way to the left of the first hitchhiking ghost is a very faint painting of that person and they're holding and they're holding an item that uh, basically was used to kill the last person and that's a match and it's a it's a re- it's a red painting and the whole idea is that uh, they torched a mausoleum or something with the person in it yeah and- a friend of mine just just told me that story just this last trip and Pointed out to me, it's like such a tiny. There's no way you can. Figure there's this out. no way you're gonna get it. It's it's so subtle. It was one of those from the backstories that they kind of. It's almost like a, it's a, it's a very dark hidden Mickey type thing in there yeah. that you're really not gonna get. I found this one out also again on the Marsley and the Magic Kingdom tour. Yeah. Well, awesome. This was a great show, everybody. Well, Annual and uh, Dangela, uh, where can we find you guys? Danifer, please. Danifer, I'm sorry, I'll get it right. Uh, you can find us on Annie and Danny's Fast Pass podcast. Um, we occasionally record. <laughs> we we were recording sometime soon, and then Ooh. probably not again. We have we... many episodes already, though. Yeah, there is a, a significant backlog of episodes. We you could literally you drive across the country. Have time. Yeah, you got a lot of time. 
Yeah, it's trust me. They they got six years of content. <laughs> it's a lot of content. Yeah, so that you can find us there. Uh, find, you can follow us on Twitter at Fast Pass Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Beefy Disney. Should I do do Annie's? Also? <laughs> I mean, I figured he would since you. <laughs> you can follow Annie on Twitter at DJ Phobe. That's DJ P H O B. That's it. Nice. Uh, what about you guys, uh, Dave and uh, Tim? You can find me on Twitter and on uh, Instagram at Figments Reality. I like it. Cool, Tim. At plain underscore Tim. And you can find me on the Facey Space at Tim Schweska. Yeah, you can find me at Braindead92 um, on Twitter and just Braindo on Instagram. Although I think I do like Instagram like once every six months, so it's not that big deal. You can find the Mickey Dudes, the Mickey Dudes on Twitter, the Mickey Dudes podcast on Instagram and Facebook. If you would like to join our jamboree, there's a simple rule that's compulsory. Mortals pay a token fee. Rest in peace. The haunting's free. So hurry back. We would like your company. Hurry back. Hurry back. Be sure to bring your death certificate. Just listen to another exciting episode at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you again real soon.